What's up, Hyphen Weekend? Welcome back. So good to be home and back with you. We're going to have a little bit of fun on this episode, and it's going to go a little bit like this. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, yo, I'm glad you're here to see me We should break this conversation down, maybe see what he sees Understand I'm just a man with a show Understand he got a plan and I know Wish that I could say your journey would be easy, believe me But I can tell you he's the kind of guy that never leaves me, he keeps me Watches over every day in the night Stands beside me in the wrong and the right In the dark he's my light I know that I'm never alone in the fight Man, he's the greatest, I got proof all in his word that I'm right Let's go, welcome back, hyphen weekend Let's cue the intro and have the conversation Let's go Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast Season 2 I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks I want you to know that I'm grateful that you're here with me And again, I want to welcome you to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast Let's go What's up, Hyphen Weekend? It is so exciting to be back with you. I have been traveling and going, and I haven't been home, but I'm finally here, and it's exciting to be back in the chair, back on the podcast, uh, looking at all the lights from the equipment and sitting in my desk, looking at all the notes and things that I have in front of me, thinking about you guys. It is 1 a.m. almost, and I am super excited. I've been sitting here for about two hours just working on some things, working on that, and and I, I, I just, I, I'm actually leaving I guess you could say today, uh, to head on vacation, got back Sunday, uh, pre- preached out, and so I got home Sunday afternoon, unpacked from being at uh, Mississippi Camp Meeting, and which was tremendous. Uh, we were ministered to in so many different ways, uh, but we were there, and we left there, preached out, got home, had to unpack, repack, wash everything, or, or finish washing everything, and uh, it has been crazy, and anyways, I'm so excited to talk with you. I feel like it's been so long since I've talked with you. I have so many things I want to say. So I'm trying to figure out, do I put it all in one podcast or do I break it up? And so anyways, I am going to break it up. I'm going to try to break it up, but I'm excited nonetheless, excuse me, to be in this position and to be right here with you right now. So what are we going to talk about today? I tried to bring it a little bit in when we were having a little bit of fun with that rap there, but we're going to talk about a God that keeps me. I'll explain to you a little bit more. I'm going to read you four verses, and that's going to be all. Uh, I'm going to be mindful of what you're doing, so I'm going to try not to put a, a lot in here. But I'm going to read to you four verses, and then we're just going to kind of hash through where we are in these scriptures and, and how it applies to us. And this is in Joshua chapter number 14, verse number 9. It is pretty familiar, but I'm going to read it to you. And Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land... Whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance. This is a, a conversation between the two of the 12 spies that went out to look over Israel, or I'm sorry, the promised land. To, they, they came back and said, we can conquer. 
Caleb and Joshua. Caleb is now reminding Joshua, remember that God said this because you and I said that it can happen. Ten of them said it couldn't, and the majority uh, produced a bad report, and we got stuck in the wilderness because of this thing. But you and I said that this could happen. So I'm reminding you of what Moses said. You said, uh, or he said, that, that it would be mine inheritance and, and thy children's forever because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. I wholly followed him and I was in that wilderness and now it's time for me to take what was told that is mine. I wholly followed him and he kept me. And so, and now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these 40 years, 45 years, ever since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. He's 85 now. And as yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. For war, both going out and to come in. Now, therefore, and this is where we hear this message preached all the time, give me my mountain. And it's a great message, and it should be preached. We should be looking and saying, hey, give me my mountain. I've served. I've been in this place. I am ready to receive. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do what is called of me. It's a great message. And But, but he says, give me my mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou heard in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced if so be if it's still like that now then the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said so he's still fully convinced 45 years later that if they're still there if there's still giants there if there's still fenced cities there it doesn't matter I still have the same faith now as I did then I still believe now the same way that I believed then I'm wholly followed him to, to see what I saw to begin with and I hope to go back and see it again because I'm going to conquer no matter what's there if there's a big fence I'm conquering that if it's the sons of the Anakims I'm conquering them it don't really matter because I it's not me. It's the God that's going with me. I'm holy with him. So he's holy with me. And we are going to conquer together our promise that he's given me. And so I've heard these these messages and these scriptures read. And they were being read in a message in this camp meeting. And, and it, we brushed by these scriptures and 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 going toward another message but whenever these these scriptures were read my spirit just stopped and I, I don't know if you've done this before but but you've been in a sermon and the preacher kept preaching but God stopped you on a particular place in a particular area and started to minister to you and that's what he was doing to me he stopped me and Caleb said these words and now behold the Lord hath kept me alive and I thought man I've always heard the give me my mountain, but I've never really heard it talked about that God gave Caleb a promise. And then for 40 years, he has to he has to be in a wilderness. A lot of things happen in our wildernesses. And we can think of this spiritually or we can think of this naturally. But either way, a lot of things happen in the wilderness. There are a lot of opportunities for us to be caught by something in nature, just in natural habitat, natural uh, storms and things of that nature. Because it rains on the just and the unjust alike. There are a lot of times where there are wild beasts that attack in the wilderness. And you can look at 
fear or anxiety and, and things that attack our hope and our faith and our joy and our peace. And all these things happen in the wilderness when we're in the wilderness. So there are plenty of times and moments that, that, that it is um, in our minds that we could say this is, I, I, Elijah said, I, I'm not better than my father's. I'm here under this juniper tree. I just want to die here. And there are times and there are places that you and I, we, 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 could, we could lay down. We could give up. We should. We, we, we make mistakes. We struggle. We fail. And, and, and we should in our own sin be gone. But there was Calvary and there was blood that was, that was spread for us and shed for us and spilled for us. And, and so uh, there, there are times, but, but what I'm looking at is, is, is Caleb is saying, even though there were times in the wilderness, because you can't live in the wilderness without facing those moments. You cannot be in the wilderness and not deal with issues. It's not possible, whether it be natural or whether it be spiritual. It is not possible for us to go through wilderness moments and not struggle and feel the pressure of being in the wilderness, especially when we at the beginning said, look, we don't got to be here. We can be somewhere else. And now I'm, I'm being having to walk through this because of somebody else's faith, somebody else's uh, mishandling handling of God's uh, promise and all these things. And so he's saying, God kept me alive. And I thought, wow, how many times do we think that we flippantly made it through the day? How many times do we think we just woke up, put our clothes on, brushed our teeth, fixed our hair, all that stuff, and we just we just made it because we were able to get up and tie our shoes or slip our shoes on or whatever your jam is there. And, and, and we, we think that we just made it. We need to understand that the reason why we're making it from point A to point B is not because I'm able to just wake up and do my thing or whatever. It's because God is keeping me. He's protecting me from myself. He's protecting me from the wilderness. He's protecting me, and he's protecting me for a purpose it's to receive my promise. And if you've not gotten a direct word from God right now, like God hasn't said, you're going to, re- you know, you receive this gift and you're going to go and do this or you haven't, there are, there are promises in the word. There are offices in the word that have been created, the fivefold ministry. And, and let me just stop right here and say, do not compare yourselves one towards another. That's what Paul said. It's not good for us to do that. And here's why. There are five ministries that were created for to edify the body of Christ. And let me say, there are plenty to go around. There are too many hurts and too many issues and too many uh, problems for us to say, I'm, I'm jealous because this person was in a service and somebody got healed and I'm the only one that should be able to preach and somebody gets healed or, or somebody was teaching something profound and I should be the only one. I promise that there is enough revelation to go around. There is enough healing that is needed. There's enough places for these things to operate through everybody. So we have to understand that, 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 that we cannot be in competition one towards another. It's dangerous for our survival. And this is another thing that the children of Israel had to understand, these 12 spies when they went out. 12 came back with the understanding and 10 said we can't do it, but two said we can. You, my friend, and I also am going to always fight. There will be a fight. The question is this, am I going to fight in my promise Or am I going to fight in my wilderness? Am I going to fight in the promise, in the land of promise, or am I going to fight in the wilderness? The wilderness says, I am going to fight this battle to survive. 
If I win a battle in the wilderness, it's good that I didn't die. It's good that I'm still alive to fight another day. It's good that I'm still here, but I won't receive a promise here. I'm just glad that I didn't die. I'm just glad that I'm surviving. I'm not receiving inheritance. I'm not uh, seeing the promise because I'm seeing a bunch of woods and trees and vines and all this whatever whatever the wilderness looks like in your life. I'm seeing all this stuff, but I, I, I'm not going to receive anything. I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to see giants fall here. I'm not going to see walls of Jericho come down. I'm not going to see any of that. I'm just going to fight to survive. But then there are people of faith like Joshua and Caleb who are saying we need to fight from promise because we were given promise God gave me promise in his word it says that I'm going to be blessed and I'm going to be used and there's going to be opportunities that I'm going to be uh, uh, able to conquer and to have dominion and authority over these things that are attacking the church or attacking the our world and attacking our atmospheres we're going to be able to to have authority over these things because we have promised, we've received his spirit, we've received his name, and so we have authority over these things. And so whenever I speak to my situation or I speak to an issue, I'm speaking with authority because I'm fighting from promise. And when I step in my promise, I'm going to see the things of God that he has in store for me. It can be a blessing, whether a financial blessing, a healing blessing. He could be there looking for a vessel to flow through. God, I want you to operate in my life. I want you to give me your nature so that I can handle your gifts, and then I want your gifts to flow through my life. That's what happens in the land of promise. How am I going to be used? How am I going to minister today? What am I going to offer my world today? What am I going to offer in my service today? Not, not saying, how am I going to make it through today? That's the difference in fighting from wilderness and fighting from promise. One is saying, how am I going to live through today? How am I going to still be safe tomorrow? How am I not going to die here? And the other one is saying, what adversary am I going to break free from my brother today? What atmosphere am I going to tap into today and see the things of God? That's the difference of the promise. And it matters how I fight these battles as well. It matters. And we we, we can we can reflect on Scripture. We can reflect on 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 uh, Paul and, or uh, Silas, yes, Paul and Silas, they're singing. They're, they're singing. They're, they're they're breaking the waves of the atmosphere, and 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 the gates pop open. Everybody's gates pop open, or jail cells, however you want to say it. They pop open, and you can see throughout the Bible where praise and shouting and 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 the walls of Jericho, as we mentioned, talking about Joshua. They fall because somebody was shouting, somebody was was making noise and praising, and and I and I reflect back to, and you can look this up if you would like, but but in Judges chapter number seven, you can look in those scriptures. Uh, Gideon is about to go to, to war with the Midianites, and and God says, "You've got too many guys with you. You're going to take credit for this yourself. So I need you to get rid of these guys. We only need a few. So what what I want you to do, and this is one of the things He said, I want you to take them down to the water." And whoever puts their head down and drinks like a dog from the water, like put your face in the water and lick it with your tongue, if they drink like that, they are oblivious to their surroundings. They're oblivious to things that are happening around them. They're of no use to you in war because they're not going to be ready when the battle comes. So I want you to pull them out. Now, there are going to be another set 
300 guys that are going to uh, be men of war. They're going to get down on one knee or, or however they did it. They're going to get down on the ground, and they're going to take their hand and put it in the water and make a cup out of their hand, and they're going to drink the water from their hand. But while they drink, they're going to watch. They're going to be looking for the adversary. They're going to be looking for war. That way, if war comes, they'll be ready. And so when I'm talking to a hyphen, I want to tell you that we can't put our face down and be oblivious to what God is doing around us or be oblivious to what God is trying to do through us, preparing us for battle, preparing us. We have to be ready at any moment for two things. Number one, for God to 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 flow through us into a need so that we, number one, can see our faith grow, but also see somebody healed or or God do a work or whatever. But the biggest thing is the reason why we can't have our face in the water and we need to have our, our, our hands cupped and drinking ready for battle or ready for, for war or things of that nature is because there is going to be a, 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 a rapture calling. The Bible said it's going to be a, a twinkling of an eye and it's going to happen, boom. And, and those trumps will sound and, and we will be called up. We must be ready. So it matters how I fight. I, I don't want to be oblivious to things that are going on around me because I'm, I'm living in a land of wilderness and I'm just getting by and my face is, is sunk down into, into things that are around me, into things that I, I, and I'm not going to dig a hole here, but, but social media of any type or, or work or whatever, or you got to work. You got to have water so they were drinking water. You got to work. You got to pay bills. You got to do that. So, so it could be any of those things but i can't be oblivious while i do those things yes work yes be worthy of 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 a check and and and, uh, that you get at the end of the week for working or two weeks or a month or however it is you your, your payments are set up yes do those things but but for all things that are good be aware that god is wanting to use you because you being born again of the water and of the spirit have been born not just into another place, but into a kingdom. And in that kingdom, there is violence. Because the Bible says in Matthew that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. But the violent take it by force. And that's why it matters how you fight. Because there are going to be times that you have to be forceful with the adversary. There are times you're going to have to be forceful and you're going to have to speak to that thing, speak to that situation, speak to that adversary and say, you don't have authority here. You can't be here. You got to go by the authority and the power of the name of the Lord Jesus. And you got to step into that anointing. That matters how we fight and we're going to have to fight again, whether it be from the wilderness or from promise one way or the other. We have to decide, and I am encouraging you, and I am pushing you, and I am desiring of you fight from promise so that we can have great faith, so that we can have great uh, love and peace and joy in our life, and we can connect together, 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 and we can edify the body, and we can together take the territory that God has, has created for us to take. We are more than conquerors through him. For those who wholly follow God. Now, let me finish this thing up. What I want to get at to you is that you and I have a promise. We have a promise in him. And that promise 
is everything that we just talked about. Gaining territory in the spirit. Gaining gifts. Look for the, the greatest gifts, but know that the greatest gift is love. So I can't access anything and please God if it's not through love. Can't be through competition. Can't be through jealousy. Can't be through envy or any of these things. I have to access these things through love. But, but what I do know is that if I'm standing here with you right now, I know that God is keeping me for my promise. So don't think that you're being, you're just making it, you're getting through because, or whatever. You're getting through because you're purposed. You're getting through because there's promise in your life, and God is trying to put you through that promise. He spoke to Caleb and said, listen, because you wholly followed me, I'm going to bring this to pass. And the word says the same thing for us. If we will submit ourselves to him and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things, every, every, all these things that we're looking for, he's going to take care of. So that is exciting for me. And I'm excited if you can't tell. I love and appreciate what God is doing not just in our local assembly and not just in our district, but across our nation and world, the work of God is being done. So know that God has kept you for such a time as this. It's time for us to take it by force. You can and you will in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I love you and I thank you so much for joining back here with me. I've had a great time, and I hope that this has ministered to you. I hope that this has been something for you, and I hope that you apply this, that you believe this, that you walk in this, and I pray that God uses you like never before. God, I'm asking you right now, touch this hyphen generation, creating them and loose them in their purpose, and they will, they will shock the world of how powerful they are because that's what they are. They're powerful. I love you. I'm thankful for you. And I'm so glad that I got to sit down with you tonight. I can't wait till next time. Love you all. God bless.